The reading of the Holy Gospel from John chapter 1, verses 43 through 51. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, can anything good come from Nazareth? Philip said to him, come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said of him, here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, where did you get to know me? And Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. And Jesus answered, do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. The Word of the Lord. Well, we typically think of Mark's gospel as the one that moves along rapidly. But here in the first chapter of John, we see things happening at quite a clip. The opening verses of John do talk about Jesus becoming the word of God. But early on in this first chapter, we see a couple of days that are really important in the life of the church. First, we see that John the Baptist is confronted by the Pharisees. The Pharisees ask him, are you the Messiah? They've heard about this kind of odd person preaching in the wilderness and he's starting to get a following, so they're a little bit concerned. And John the Baptist says, of course, no, I'm not the Messiah. I'm just pointing to the one that is going to come. So that's day one. And then day two, John is the one that actually sees Jesus, and he knows that the Messiah has come. The very next day is when we see John the Baptist pointing out Jesus to Andrew. Then Andrew go gets his brother, Peter. So that's all within the space of three days. Then we read the next day, we see again, we have two more disciples that are called. First, Philip, who's also from Bethsaida, um, like we see with Andrew and Peter. And then Philip goes to find Nathaniel. So Nathaniel's a little bit different in the story, um, but he immediately encounters Jesus, and Jesus says, aha, an Israelite who was without deceit. And Nathaniel says, how do you know me? And Jesus says, I knew you under the fig tree before Philip even called you. 
And then, of course, we hear the subsequent verses where Nathanael is the first one to recognize that Jesus is the Son of God. So let's talk about this story. Um, I have kind of a similar story I'd like to share. Um, back when I was in college, in pharmacy school, um, I had to uh, go back to upstate New York, where I was from, to do internships during the summer. So it was the summer between my third and fourth year of pharmacy school. Um, I had been staying with my parents and working at the local pharmacy um, in Geneseo, New York, just south of Rochester. Well, one night, we would typically close up the store around nine o'clock. And one night, I drove to the apartment, which was only about a mile from where I worked. And I pulled into my parking place, and I realized there was a car behind me that pulled in next to me. It was a very small um, apartment complex. There were only 10 apartments. So I knew all the cars of the people that lived there, and I didn't recognize this one that had pulled in. So got out of my car, and gentleman got out of his car, and um, he said, excuse me, but can I ask you for some directions? And I thought, well, that's a little odd. This, <laughs> the town was probably like Beth Bethsaida, just less than 3,000 people. So it wasn't uh, a complicated me metropolis. Um, but there was something in his voice that told me that I should be concerned. And he said, come with me. And what did I do? I ran. I ran into the apartment, told my parents what had just happened. We called the chief of police and reported it. Um, and the car sped away. So it was just a few days later that I actually found out the wisdom of my action to not follow was because the chief of police told us um, that a gentleman had just been arrested um, that had tried to uh, actually accost uh, one of the college age girls in town. And it appeared to be the same car, the same make of the car in the same description of the man. So those stories are somewhat related, but not really. Um, in the story in the gospel, we see that Nathaniel pretty much just follows Jesus. My story was just the opposite. I elected to run. So what's the commonalities and what are the differences? Well, I would say in the one case with Nathaniel, of course, Philip came to, to um, get him and bring him to Jesus. So that was one thing. We don't know a lot of details, but we assume that Philip and Nathaniel were close friends or at least acquaintances that trusted each other. So there was kind of a setup of trust where Nathaniel probably knew Philip and trusted him from business engagements. And so when he said, come, I want you to meet Jesus, it was an invitation. Um, it wasn't just a random stranger approaching another stranger. So I think that really does make a difference. Um, if you're invited by someone that you trust, um, it seems to be a little bit clearer, if you will. There's less danger involved um, than, like I say, a stranger just approaching another stranger. I also think that in the case of Nathaniel, um, he was very receptive. Obviously, he was in a good position uh, to accept Christ. And again, you know, the last couple of days, there was all this talk of John the Baptist. Um, we hear that um, 
the previous day, there were two disciples called, and now we have four. Um, so certainly there was a lot of commotion and energy that was surrounding that. So I would suspect that Jesus's reputation was getting around and kind of preceded him. So it was a little bit more of a known entity um, than what I encountered for sure. Now, what else about the story would be um, a little bit different? Um, I would say, um, and again, just from a personal standpoint, um, when Nathaniel asked Jesus, how do you know me? Um, that is really a critical piece um, because Jesus gives him information that really was not something that everybody would have known. He says, you are an Israelite without deceit. Um, I have a lifelong ambition to learn more Spanish ever since I lived in San Antonio for 10 years. And I really enjoy learning about the linguistics where in Spanish, there's actually two words that mean to know. Um, one is saber, which me really means to know information, like you would know statistics or details. Um, another one, though, is conocer. And what that means is actually to know like intimately, like a close friend. So if you look at a Bible translation from Spanish, that verse of Nathaniel saying, how do you know me, translates to como es que conoces, or how do you know me? How do you know me intimately, not just as a stranger um, or as a fact? How do you know me as a person? So I think also it's interesting to me that Nathaniel was so faithful that he followed the, um, the, the will of Jesus without any signs. Um, but I do believe it's because he was invited by friends and Jesus seemed to already know him, know him on a personal level. Um, I love verse 51. It seems like it's just kind of tossed in the end of our uh, scripture reading today. It says, we will see greater things than the angels ascending and descending. So, uh, of course, uh, all of these men would have been good Jewish men who would have known their Torah. Um, and this is really a reach back to the story in Genesis of Jacob climbing the ladder and, and, you know, struggling with God, wrestling with God. So what we see here, though, in verse 51 is the, the, the words actually are going to tell us that instead of like Jacob wrestling with God uh, that we saw earlier, Jesus is going to be the one that is the bridge between humanity and God's. So we can um, visualize this wonderful scene of angels going up and coming down. But now we have Jesus kind of as our intermediary, our, our friend, if you will, in God. So I, lo I love the story about Nathaniel um, and Philip. Um, Nathaniel's faith, of course, was unparalleled. He didn't require signs. I also found it interesting, um, not the verses that we read, but the next chapter, chapter two, um, is the first sign that Jesus has of miracles. It's the wedding at Cana. And when I you know, was kind of doing some um, additional details um, here, I found out that Nathaniel actually was from uh, Cana. So here we've got the um, other three gentlemen are from Bethsaida. Um, who, as we know, that um, village gets destroyed because of their unfaithfulness. Here we have Nathaniel from Cana, 
And the very first sign that's going to really, uh, if you will, bust open Jesus's ministry is in Nathaniel's hometown. So I can't imagine during that wedding scene, as people are in awe that the water has been turned into wine, they're not they're, they're again turning to Nathaniel because they're he is one of them. He has grown up in Cana, and they're saying to Nathaniel, "Do you know this person? Do you know who this Jesus is? Is it true?" Can he actually do these miracles? And of course, Nathaniel has a faith that doesn't even require signs. So looking at the story also reminded me in 1971, I would have been 16 um, and had my first uh, first big crush, if you will, my first boyfriend. And the big song that came out um, that springtime in that summer um, was a Carol King song. It was on her Tapestry album. But I happened and my girlfriends all uh, listened to the James Taylor version of the song, You've Got a Friend. So when I was reading through this passage, for some reason, that song came back to my mind um, in just the verse that says, winter, spring, summer or fall, all you have to do is call and I'll be there. Yes, I will. You've got a friend. Um, the boyfriend, of course, uh, it was long gone, <laughs> but I still um, believe that that Jesus is our friend and that we can call on him in times of happiness or in times of need. So just like Nathaniel, we have everything to look forward to and our faith will sustain us with Jesus.